Here we are, episode three. We didn't think we'd get here, but we have of the Tassie Sport Lounge. What a lounge it is. In fact, fantastic furniture have just jumped off a new lounge. We needed it because Caitlin Barry is a part of the team now. In fact, so we've had two episodes. I didn't think I did that badly. Um, had a background in the media, but Ollie's come in today and said, oh, I reckon Caitlin should start introducing <laughs> stuff. What is it, 45 years worth of media yeah, experience yeah, or something you've got Yeah, there? good on you. Thanks I think I use the word polish. Polish. Uh, so, uh, which puts a lot of pressure on you, Caitlin, by the way. You I'm, I'm feeling that. it. I'm feeling the pressure. So, come on, take it away. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Well, welcome <laughs> to the Tassie Sport Lounge, episode three. We have got a jam-packed show today. We've got four amazing interviews and talent in a huge week in sport as we head towards the uh, AFL semi-final. Yeah, we've got Grant Birchall from the Brisbane Lions. Looking forward to that one. He's a operator. very good operator. He's living up there in sunny Brisbane, you know, not living the hub life but yeah. preparing for – Don't go on too long. Normally I, oh, I try right. and get through this pretty well, quickly. Well, you need to coach me through these things. Yeah. You've got to cut, not cut down Dave's talking time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He needs all the airtime he can get. Yeah. Well, locally within the TSL, of course, it is the grand final between North Launceston and Launceston this week. I've got North Launceston, five-time premiership player thus far, Brad Cox Goodyear. Uh, locally in hockey, we've got Jean Flanagan um, coming in. She is the OHA captain. Am I correct? That is correct, yes. Good, good, good. Get them a fax right straight away. And then, of course, we've got, well, now Tasmania's own Peter Siddle, of course, uh, a new recruit to the Tasmanian Tigers, seasoned veteran of cricket and Cricket Australia. And he's, well, we thought he was going to bring a lot to the Tigers. Unfortunately, not this season. So oh, we'll start, from why, don't, him. why don't you start off the chat with him with that? We what thought a, you were going to bring a bit to the Tigers, but you brought nothing. You've, I think you've left somebody out there, though. Last week, Dave's phone kept going off and he uh, turned around to us and said that the great Michael Jordan was texting him <laughs> to come on the show, the number one showy in the – was it the world, Dave? Yeah. Well, where's, where's that's, MJ? That, that's not me saying that. That's Michael Jordan. That was Michael Jordan <laughs> he saying loves that. This, he loves the Tassie Sport Lounge. He loves it. He just said, unfortunately, uh, um, yeah, he, he can't make it this week. <laughs> he got LeBron yeah. James as a backup option off a – No, we no? haven't got LeBron. Okay. Show him some respect. He's, he's actually – he's helping Kanye out <laughs> <laughs> on his campaign trail. I must and he just said he's a little bit busy at this stage, but he, he's still there, I reckon, next week. <laughs> All right, let's make some sense of this <laughs> podcast. Well, let's talk some sense maybe. Uh, the – NBL Tasmania team has been named, gentlemen, the Jack Jumpers. It wasn't everyone's favourite and that's certainly been publicised. What are our thoughts on it? Uh, well, I, I thought it was better than the Tridents and it was better than the Pride and the Mountaineers was a little bit dodgy. It was probably the best of the pack. And But the weird thing is it only took me about three or four days and I came around to it and that's probably a test of a pretty good name that, uh, I think their marketing's been exceptional around it. They obviously trying to attract kids, and that whole Marvel style marketing has been pretty impressive. So I think it's going to take off. Really, didn't even take me that long. I won't lie. I was when we dropped on a, a Wednesday afternoon. I think the leak came out that it was going to be the Jack Jumpers, and my initial thought, and I think I tweeted it was just oh no, because I I think I was a tried and I'd sort of prepared myself to be in that camp and by the time I got all the uh, the graphics and, and saw the video, I, I was converted and I woke up Thursday morning and I was ready to uh, to jump into anybody who was ready to bag at the parochialism <laughs> came out and, and I like it. I like the emblem. I like the way they've done it. And as you say, it's just going to resonate with kids. And I, I think, you know, we only saw what 24 hours, a thousand people had signed up as foundation members. So I think that's just the starting point. 
Mate, it's going to be massive. It looks like a mutant turtle, to be honest. <laughs> I see the T-shirt on my wall. But, um, yeah, all feedback is the kids love it. I think, to be honest, I think Larry picked it a long time ago. I think it was on the cards. They were going to go with it. They've done all their market testing and all that sort of stuff. I was the same. I didn't actually rate any of the five names, to be honest with you. But um, the fact that you saw a few of the mainland basketballers and other people uh, jumped on it and started bagging it, I think just did what we all thought of doing. That's United Tasmania behind it. So I think the best thing that happened was a few of the big names in – Basketball around the country, I think um, Chris Anstey had a bit of a crack. And I actually Bogut. know Chris Anstey's a ripper. Bogut and others um, actually had a bit of a crack at But I actually think that all it will do is unite Tasmania behind it. Bit of a space jam about the video, wasn't there? Did you oh, see the, the way they did it? It was um, maybe yeah. Michael Jordan's ringing it actually <laughs> the recruit date. And I've I've got to say, the X Men must be looking at those graphics and going. <laughs> Oh, we could use Jack Jumper. Where is he? He's a pretty good little character. Uh, they have certainly spent some money there. So, yeah, a, a really good start. And I guess now I, I've caught up with Simon uh, and had a coffee with him the other day. So they're in full-blown into coaching mode now and they'll start scouring the, the world to try and find somebody to, to be the face of uh, that organisation and that first team for when they hit the floor. Come on, Smithy, give us some names. Who are the names floating around? There are around? some big names being thrown uh, around Michael already. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> some of the names that have been floating out, he actually did cross off. So, yeah, it's... It's going to come down to cross them off. Then money. for our listeners, cross them off. <laughs> uh, Maddie Nielsen, Maddie Nielsen, I think was yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I think he's on a pretty good wicket over in America. So he said that it'd be pretty hard to prize him away. Uh, uh, who else was there? Oh, I've, I've gone blank now. Paul Hanare. Right, Paul yeah. Hanare might be a chance actually. So he hasn't spoken to him. Actually, yeah. hasn't spoken to Paul Hanare. But, but his name has been mentioned. Plans on on having a chat. Um, we've heard Adam Caphorn's name out there. Um, AIS coach got a lot of good contacts with the young kids in college. So he's another one that they Brett might Brown's actually. Free. I mm. don't think Brett Brown will be coming. But I think they. I th- he actually. We saw everybody jumped on it straight away, didn't they? <laughs> but uh, I was told that they contacted him and asked if he wanted to come back to Australia, and it was a no. So. What about, mate, we've got to tell you, Hugh Greenwood up there training with the Bullets? Yeah, he did roll around. He did say he was going to do it. Yeah, no, so he said he was going to he, do it, but he, he's been very uh, out there on social media about wanting to come back and, and play. Now, we always got a couple of years to go with Gold Coast. That's why he left Adelaide because he wanted, what was it, a four-year deal. But can only be a couple of years in. You've got to think Hugh's going to want to come back before he's too old, too spent, maybe injured or whatever. What a coup that would be getting Hugh back. Oh, he's he hasn't hidden his desire and he's stated it on record that he – he wants to come back to basketball when he's finished, whether that's in a playing capacity or a coaching capacity, I guess will be determined by his body probably when that contract's done. But I would have almost no doubt that when he's finished at the Gold Coast, he'll be back in Tassie uh, and he'll have some involvement with this That side. would be – what a phenomenal career that would be if he's played story. at the top level in AFL and if he then played at the top level in basketball in Australia, that would be a phenomenal is it, career. Is it also true that, like Stewie's talking about coming out of retirement, Smithy? <laughs> he says that every second day, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's been uh, coming out of retirement for five years. So he, well, he'd be a good assistant coach, I think. I think the head coaching role is something that he would aspire to, but I think he needs to pay his dues. Well, and they've made it clear it's got to be someone who's got NBL experience, I understand. So I think that look, I rule Stewie out, but I think he's definitely in the mix for, let's be honest, you've got quality people like him, Sam Armstrong, Radford, these sort of guys floating Round. They've got to be. We've got to have a great local talent for the assistants. But you'd have to say the NBA, the coach is going to have to have NBA experience. Is going to have to be someone outside. Yeah, and I think it's it's that chicken and egg that they need a coach, but the coach has to have a say in his assistants as well, doesn't he? So whether they pick somebody and say, okay, you can have a head assistant, and we'll look at two people in Tassie. You've touched on Stewie, Mark Radford, Sam Armstrong, perfect assistants, and they cover every region in Tassie as well, which is pretty vital because it has to be a Tasmanian team. We can't just be Hobart centric. So. A lot of work to do, but hopefully some things will start falling into place here in the next few weeks. 
Right, let's move on. Local footy is ramping up. We'll just chat about the TSL grand final uh, very shortly, but the SFL grand final also this weekend, and it's all southern Tasmania, uh, Signet and Huonville. This is huge. Like, uh, only so regional. <laughs> like, they, they've been playing this game, this grand final, for about 100 years, <laughs> haven't they? Like that, they've been in a league together for that long. So the rivalry is something phenomenal. And the grounds just down there, they just – like what is a thousand people, isn't it? Is the max, isn't it? But that'll actually pack it out. And That's at North Hobart. That North Hobart. Oh, it's at North yeah. Hobart. There, showed me. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointing that it's only a thousand. Then I, I just think uh, if we could get a huge crowd, like imagine being able to get five, even five thousand would really resonate in that in that um, situation. Oh, absolutely. And you'd get that. I think when I first was joined the Mercury uh, in mid 2000s. And so probably prior to that, Signet played in four grand finals in a row in the early 2000s. And a couple of them were against Commandy. And there were, I reckon there were 10,000 people there. You oldie might know. Yeah. I was at Sorrell. We played Commandy one, but yeah, they were massive. Like just people were everywhere and you'd brawls on the hill and people rolling down in the bleach. And of course we don't want to see that anymore, but yeah, it, it is disappointing <laughs> that it is disappointing that it's capped at a thousand. That's of course not just spectators. That's club, officials, players, so there's only going to be about, I don't know, four or 500 people actually in the ground watching as opposed to, to the club. So that's, it is a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, look, the rivalry's there and it's had a bit of extra spice because Thor Boscop, who's been Signet's big recruit, got suspended after the semi-final because Huonville lodged a complaint about a tackle in that semi-final and it was thrown out by the SFL the other day. So, Well, got found guilty, didn't he? Yeah. He got two yeah. weeks and got thrown out again. So it's going to be huge. I saw a couple of press statements come out this week about it, didn't they? Yeah, and well, it, it got so bad. I didn't see anything myself, but apparently some stuff was going on between the clubs where the players were getting opposite, with opposition players or club personnel were contacting each other and the Signet Club president had to put on Facebook to tell his players to set and people from the club to settle down because it was getting a bit heated. Jeez. Well, as you said, it might be a good thing that they're not letting the crowds in because, as you said, swapping between the, the resis and the seniors will be hard too to get your 1,000 people. You take your players and all that sort of stuff. You're going to have to let one group of crowd leave and then the other crowd come. Well, it's going to be a bit of um, management and yeah, you'd be disappointed. Otherwise, it's going to be a, uh, a fair night down in either Huonville or Signet on the weekend. I suggest, Dave, we might keep away. Who does the counting, by the way? That's a good question. I, I, I go to the, some of these events, you know, and you can have a look at a lot of them where they supposedly got a thousand. Who's doing the counting? There's a lot of access points. I know there are a lot of access points. <laughs> and I, I haven't seen anywhere. There's, there's, there's the other one. You don't see anyone with a clicker. And then if there's two access points, who's communicating when someone goes Mate, out? Mate, go the old days of the Hobart Lonnie Cup where you used to have the Hobart Cup early in February and then the Lonnie Cup would always beat it and they'd have 26,000 there or whatever. And yeah. I swear I couldn't find 26,000. <laughs> Not like Launceston to fudge figures though for crowds, is it? So, no, but it's going to be a ripping game as well, obviously. Huonville were minor premiers and Signet uh, knocked them off in, this, in that semi uh, they kicked the last two goals of the game to to pinch it by a couple of points. So everything is pointing to a ripping game and, yeah, hopefully the crowd that is there uh, is treated to something pretty special. All right, better get into the TSL and the grand final this weekend, North Launceston versus Launceston, all the north of the state, unfortunately, and we'll get into our chat with Brad Cox Goodyear. We are proud to be joined by North Launceston superstar Brad Cox Goodyear, who is aiming for a sixth premiership uh, this weekend against Launceston in what's 
tipped to be a pretty spiceful game. Uh, Brad, thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. Mate, Mate, it's an absolute pleasure to have you, but I've just got to get it out straight away. We're sick of having this. <laughs> the Northern team's absolutely cream the South. What is going on? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, there's better obviously to talk about the, the North of the state, but if you look at recent track history, Launceston hasn't made a grand final since 2012. So uh, it's obviously been Lauderdale and, and Glenorchy have had really good patches there as well. So I don't know. But obviously, we've been lucky enough to be there for now seven consecutive years. So, um, yeah, hopefully it keeps going that way through the foreseeable future. And how, how does the club keep doing? You sort of rock up each year and we keep the same playing group and COVID threw a few spanners in the works, mate. But do you do you get to a pre-season and just know that, I guess, yeah, you've got the cattle that you continually can push on this path? Yeah, I guess the, I guess the major thing is complacency. Um you know, myself and a few other guys have played in all five premierships and, um, you know, you, you sometimes you think to yourself, what else have you got to achieve and, and what else can I achieve at this level? But it's just about, um, yeah, that complacency. If, you, if everyone's driving each other and really pushing each other and striving for that ultimate goal, um, it really pushed each other. But things like, like Braden Van Duren um, gets to play this, this week where he missed last year where he played all year and he was, he was a superstar for us. So things like that really get... Get myself up and about, but being able to play alongside him after he missed last year, things like that are always helpful. Mate, where's it going to be one on the weekend? I assume midfield. You got to stop. Obviously, Mitch Thorpe's obviously a key for them. What's what's going to win the game for the Bombers on the weekend? Yeah, the engine room. Uh, they're a great stoppage side, but we'll, we'll back ourselves one hundred percent in there. We believe it. We're a pretty good stoppage side too, and, and, and we've got a pretty good midfield cattle uh, as well. So I think it'll be one and lost in there. Um, who, who can get on top? Who can get the ball forward? And, and hold field position will go a long way. What's the buzz around Lonnie at the moment, mate? And can you fill us in on the rivalry between the two clubs? I guess we've known that you've built up a pretty strong one with Lauderdale in the last few years, and we know about the southern rivalries down here. But, yeah, can you sort of just tap into what it's like in a, probably a smaller population with two clubs? Yeah, it's fierce. It's fierce. You, uh, <laughs> I was there, but the boys uh, bumped into and the Lonnie boys at breakfast on Sunday morning and, and just things like that. So, yeah. It is a pretty small, and you know, you sort of look at it. You don't really say. It. You just say good day quickly and, and walk the other way. But <laughs> is that what happened um, on Sunday morning? I wasn't there, but there was rumours. Hope, um, <laughs> hope it doesn't happen this Sunday morning. <laughs> I don't reckon. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I played my first uh, my first year. Obviously, the first year of the, the new state league in two thousand and nine, and we I think we won the first game against them we played, and then they beat us until two thousand and fourteen. So a lot of a lot of guys in that football club are used to used to winning, um, but you know I was always on the receiving end of some some pretty good long session teams. You know with the likes of our our assistant coach now Scott Stevens and and the Finch brothers and 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 guys like that just running around just bullying bullying us for years. So that's something that sticks in the back of my mind because I was a part of that and um, obviously we've been giving it back to them for the last few years and they got us. They broke the little streak in uh, in round two when they beat us over there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely fierce. It's definitely gone both ways. But, you know, we'll win all this year and whoever whoever gets that decide will be the, the more important one in those two other games we've forgotten about. Mate, where do you rate the statewide league? I was chatting to your president, Thane Brady, this morning on RSN on a show we do and we are talking about this. But where do you rate the TSL? Do you think it gets the credit? in Tassie footy that it deserves? Because I, I used to be president of the Kingborough Tigers the first couple of years, and it's in a phenomenal league. Do you think it gets the respect it deserves in the footy community? I don't think it does, no. Um, you know, you, you, people talk about, oh, you know, this, this, 
this team played a state league side, they'd push them, and uh, it's just not true. Um, any state league side would would beat majority of the sides that aren't in the state league. It's as simple as that. Um, it's a bit, like it's obviously a very young league, um, which is which is not ideal for you know because. Like, I feel like it's a very age dominant league. So if you've got the guys in the right age group between you know your mid twenties, that's probably when you're going to be at your strongest. Um, we're pretty lucky that we've had you know we've come up from from the 19, 20, 21 year olds and we've stuck together and we're all you know mature bodies, big bigger bodies and whatnot. So it's definitely an age dominated league. But no, back to your question, it definitely doesn't get the respect it deserves. It's a great league and and it gives guys something to. Uh, Strive for to if you know if you're not quite quite at the level to to get drafted and and obviously don't want to you know move away and have a crack at the VFL or the sample or something like that. It's always something to strive for to play in the best league in the state. Mate, like to get your thoughts on Jay Bowden. We saw him obviously announce his retirement from the TSL a couple of weeks ago, and from what we see, I guess he's considered the the most decorated player in the competition. You're probably one who is, if not challenging now, will do by the time your time comes up. I guess how do how do you view him? I guess probably when he was at his peak, you were coming to the start of yours. It was he. Did you model anything on his on his game or look up to him? You know, in those formative years. Yeah, oh, Jay, Jay's been a tremendous servant to TSL football. And when I when I spoke about guys, you know, having the chance to go away and play VFL or, or sample, um, he, he he definitely tops that list, and and, and he's stuck stuck through um, for for a number of reasons, you know, family and and, and work and everything like that, but. Yeah, as you speak there, I remember when I was coming up and I would have been, well, I think Jay's got three or four years on me age-wise. And um, I remember 2015, 2016, when we played him in both grand finals, uh, the, the games we played were, were some, some superb games. Like, and, and he tore us apart a couple of times. And some of the things he can do on the footy field, some people can't. You know, he's, he's obviously uh, a great athlete. Yeah, that's probably his greatest strength, but his skill and just way he reads the game was always phenomenal. And uh, we had some great battles, and you know, I sent Jay a message as soon as I found out the news because you know I've got I've got a great respect for him, um, not just as a footballer but as a person. Um, so yeah, it was great. It was, it's obviously sad to see him go, but uh, nothing lasts forever. And um, yeah, he's, he's definitely made his mark. That's for sure. Mate, I've got to ask you a personal one. I've got a, a guy called Nick Rainey works for me. Do you know Nick Rainey? <laughs> I do know Nick, yeah. Now, Nick rates himself as the best player that's ever come out of North Launceston. Can we just debunk that just very quickly, mate? He's, he's nowhere near it, is he? Uh, the club's been around for a few years, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's been quite a, quite a few uh, good ones come through. I don't think Nick tops up this, so. Uh, good answer, mate. That's all I need. <laughs> well, good luck on the weekend, mate. I think uh, if I had to pick it, I'd say that uh, the North Launceston Bombers are going to win again. And that will make an incredible record over the last few years. Good luck. No worries. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brad. Good luck, mate. Cheers. Thanks. Privileged to talk to the great Tassie player, Grant Birchall, who is going to be in Gary Ablett's last game (laughs) in the preliminary final. I'm sure he'd be thinking that. He has said it'll be his last game if they lose. Grant Birchall, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the Tassie Sport Lounge. No worries. Thanks for having me. So, mate, how are you feeling? How's the team feeling? Do you feel confident that we'll be Ablett's last game? <laughs> oh, look, I hope that's the case. Um, we're uh, prepared really well. Um, uh, yeah, look, we go into it really confident. I think the guys should get a lot of confidence out of the fact that 
Um, we had a really good performance against the Tigers. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. We've uh, we've prepared really well, and we'll see what happens. Mate, just you seem to be uh, just taking clubs with you everywhere you go, mate. I guess what's how have you seen the year transpiring? And I saw some stuff the other day that you sort of didn't imagine that you'd be in this position. But yeah, you must be wrapped with, I guess, not on your own form, but yeah, how the clubs travelled. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I um, I thought uh, I thought the move up to Brizzy would do me the world of good. Bit of a fresh start. Um, it just wasn't happening with my body at the Hawks the last couple of years. So I thought I'd try a bit of a move up here and, um, yeah, it's just worked what, out so what's, far. What's going on with that? Hodgie comes back from the dead. You come back from the dead. Oh, <laughs> you might be able to bring the, uh, anyone back. It must, it must be the warmer weather up here. It must do us wonders. But, um, but you, you do look in for terrific, Nick, and you do look, you know, you're not having those soft tissue sort of injuries. So what is the is, – is that there – uh, sports medicine team, or is it just the conditions? Um, yeah, well, the the guys up here, the medical staff, uh, the fitness guys up here, have got a really good track record with their players getting out on the park. So uh, that was one of the reasons why I came up here. Um, I just needed to get a summer in. I just needed to get a bit of a pre-season in. I haven't had that for the last three years. Um, and I was ready to do that from day one. Um, so it certainly helps getting in the work and uh, having a good preparation over the pre-season. Um, and, uh, yeah, look, it, it's panned out pretty well. They've managed me really well throughout those condensed periods throughout the season. Um, and yeah, I've just been able to do my bit, um, each week and, um, boys are playing really good footy. It's just great to, to jump on board and, um, you know, join the ride. It's been great. So how do you reckon you're going to go, we'll go against uh, the Cats? They looked ominous last week. That was just such a turnaround for them because the week before they'd looked quite pathetic. And yeah, I, yeah. I just yeah. look at this game and it's set for a blockbuster for me. Yeah, yeah. Look, they're, they're a tough season team that have been challenging for quite a number of years now. Um, they've got a lot of players that have played a lot of finals. Um, so it's going to be a battle. I, I mentioned the other day I've, I've, played in, uh, I've played in six prelims and four of them have resulted in under a kick. So I'm sure on the weekend it's going to be something similar. Um, they're very hard games to win the prelim finals. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a battle. They uh, they gave us a bit of a touch-up early on in the season. Um, in Sydney at the SCG, we played them early on in the year. So we learned a lot out of that game. Um, so, uh, yeah, looking forward to having another crack at them and, um, yeah, seeing how we go. Pretty confident. Life away from on the field this year, mate, and I guess we've seen some of the stuff in the last few days and, and when teams have finished up, especially those Melbourne teams with the hub life and, and some dramas and problems that have been there. What's it been like from your point of view? Have you been able to just sort of get out and about and sleep in your own bed and everything else uh, being <laughs> off the Brisbane team and maybe – Are I you should... referring to Jesse Hogan there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just find You're that... a married man, aren't you? He doesn't have to worry about that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess as Brisbane and, and Gold Coast, I guess to an extent your guys had a bit more freedom, have you? Or Yeah, we've had we've, we've been pretty lucky in that space, to be honest with you. We, um, we had a period there where we were in Manly. We spent a couple of weeks there. Uh, where we played Geelong and GWS. But um, apart from that, we've played all of our games at Metricon and at the Gabba. And there was one game, I think, where we played Sydney up in Cairns. So we've been very lucky with the with the hubs and um, and the travel and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it means that we can uh, sleep in our own beds and, um, you know, go back to our footy club and do our thing there. So um, That must yeah, have been, been an advantage. Uh, we've been very, very lucky in that space. 
Um, but uh, it can be quite challenging for, for the, the AFL restrictions, what they've put on us. Um, we can't really do a hell of a lot. It's pretty much train, uh, go home, do your thing. And, you know, you can only do essential stuff like go to supermarkets and all that sort of stuff. You're not allowed to sit in any cafes or, or restaurants or any of that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's sort of been a little bit hard to get your mind and, um, and all that sort of stuff away from footy. It can be quite challenging. So how many jigsaws have you done during this period? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you developed a hobby that you never uh, had before? Are you making chocolate brownies? I've What's Grant Birchall got on the? I've never played so many games of Connect Four in my whole life. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple are of, you any uh, good at it? Oh, I have my good days and bad days. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, you, you certainly need to uh, to find something to um, to occupy yourself. That's for sure. Mate, what's uh, What's the Tassie teammate Mitchie Robinson been like this week, mate? We've seen what he's like on the field. He must be buzzing off the walls and just a, a madman ready to uh, to cut loose out there he, on Saturday night. He certainly is. Yeah, he's um, he's a great person to have around the club, Mitch. He's um, he's full of energy. He uh, brings excitement. He's a bit of a prankster around the club. Um, and, Who would have uh, thought? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He doesn't want to stir a few of the boys up, so... Uh, you need those types of uh, personalities within a footy club, and he's um yeah he's great. He's um actually he's actually matured up quite a bit. He's just played his two hundredth game, and um yeah. So that's his, is, uh, he's matured since his two hundredth game, has yeah. he? <laughs> Did you see in in that game he still spat because he didn't get to kick a goal and threw yeah, his mouth guard yeah. away? And... He had, uh, yeah, he really wanted to do well in his big milestone game. Um, but uh, he's a ripper, Mitch. The boys, uh, the boys really. Enjoy his company, mate. Injuries going well, obviously. How, how many? How many more years you got to go? I mean, what are you away from three hundred? You can't be that far. You must be only a season or two away from three hundred. Uh, I think I'm on two sixty odd at the moment, so it'll probably have to take me another two years if I continue on to play. So, uh, what are you? Thirty, thirty-two. I'm thirty-two. Yeah, I'm thirty-two. So I've uh, I've I've triggered a um, uh, my games, my contract to go on for next year. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, I'll, I'll sit down with Fags and, and Nodes and those guys at the end of the 40 season and, and go through all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, look, I mean, the body's holding up pretty well and doing my bit for the team. So if they're happy for me to uh, to continue on, then I am as well. So we'll see what happens. I, I really hope you can get that fifth premiership because I know, you, obviously, you are being an ex-Hawks player, you've got a bit of a thing, but I get sick of watching the media here in Dermot talk about five-time <laughs> premiership players. I want to hear Grant Birchall five-time premiership. Well, actually, I'd love to hear six. So if you can knock off the five, I'll be wrapped, mate. So obviously so there's, a, there's a pattern now where uh, ageing, injured Hawthorne players end up coming uh, one after another up to the – Brisbane line. So who's next after you? <laughs> Have they got your spot already lined up for someone who looked like their career was ended? <laughs> I'm not sure who they've got their eye on. Um, Isaac Smith, for example. Isaac, yeah, who knows what they've got up their sleeve. So, um, yeah, the Hawks are going through a bit of a period now where they've, they've got a lot of um, uh, ageing players on their list and, yeah, they'll, they'll sum it all up and, and go through it all. But, um, yeah, who knows what can happen in the off-season. And I guess before we let you go, mate, the news that Joe Danaher potentially could be joining next year, exciting just when more players and of the calibre of him, mate, are obviously pretty keen to, to get up into that type of environment as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, Joe's a, uh, Joe's a, a ripping lad and a, and a bloody good footballer. So if we can, um, yeah, if we can arrange a, 
a trade and we can land him up here, that would be that would be amazing. Um, and hopefully we can get his body right. And um, yeah, it's a pretty formidable front end if we're if we're able to get him fit and firing. Um, he'd be a great addition to the footy club. And how good is Evan Hodgie still up there? I know you and Hodgie have been good mates for a long time. I think now he's off the field. Does he annoy the hell out of you and all the other players <laughs> up there? Given he's in the media now. What's he like? Yeah, we do stir him up. He's put on a couple of kgs, the big fella. He's, well, I thought uh, it was just the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, he's enjoying retirement. Um, I haven't really got to see him a hell of a lot throughout the year because of the restrictions and all that sort of stuff. But um, keep in contact quite a bit and he's enjoying life um, at the moment. So he enjoys the Brisbane lifestyle and the sun and all that sort of stuff. So he's going well. Well, have a great uh, weekend. Let's hope that it is Gary Gary Ablett's uh, last game. Um, I'd like to see the Lions win it this year. That's my pick for it. So you guys are at home, and I think it can be a great end to the season. I hope that's the case as well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good luck, mate. See you, mate. Thank you. It is finals time and one of the great areas of finals is down on Cornelian Bay. It is the hockey grand finals. Uh, it's a big weekend and one of the big finals will be between uh, OHA who've been very successful over the years and they're up against the Diamondbacks and the captain of OHA is Jean Flanagan whose old man just texted me and said, just let her know she gets a good looks from her father. <laughs> Having said that, you're not bald. <laughs> he is. Not yet. <laughs> uh, welcome, Jean. I guess a, a pretty big build-up and an exciting week, no doubt. How's it all going so far? Uh, yeah, there's a good feeling amongst the group. Uh, we've had a good season, even with COVID. We did some uh, solid running throughout uh, the COVID isolation period in small groups. So I think we've had a lot of good momentum coming into finals. I can imagine that your COVID plan and your COVID policy was exceptional because you are a doctor, of course. <laughs> Were you pretty fanatical about your COVID policy in the club? I think some of the girls are more fanatical about it than I am actually. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely there were rules that we had to follow. So, yeah, we tried our best and, uh, yeah, we've got through. How, how was the season as a whole? We've talked to a few people about, I guess, the strangeness of, of 2020 and in all the sporting codes, I guess, yeah, having you guys started, I think, didn't you? got a couple of weeks in before it hit. What was that like to have to – put it on ice and I guess not know if you're coming back. Yeah, I mean, I think in a lot of ways it was actually a little bit refreshing for the group to um, have some time off, refocus and remember why we love to play um, and just, yeah, get back to basics. We did like a lot of running in groups, as I've said before, and, yeah, I think everyone actually really enjoyed that and it brought us a little bit closer, which was nice. This year it's been a very close rivalry between you and the Diamondbacks. I think it's 2 one 2 one your way and then a two-all draw. How are you feeling about the big grand final? Yeah, I mean, I think Diamondbacks are actually our grudge team. Uh, we have a lot of trouble playing them. They have some very um, talented senior players. But, yeah, I think we're feeling pretty good coming into finals actually. Um, and, yeah, I hope for everyone's sake that we can get there on the weekend and we're feeling good about it. So Did it come as a surprise? Obviously we saw Northwest finish on top, you've knocked them off and then they've gone out in straight sets. So is it always a little bit surprising when the minor premiers don't make the uh, the final dance? Uh, well, I think we would have preferred to play Northwest grads actually. Uh, so it was a shock to see them beaten, but Diamondbacks are a good finals team. They've got a lot of experience. So it's not surprising that they got through. 
in terms of premierships for for you guys, when was the last time you uh, you salute? Has it been a drought, or are you sort of been up there for the last few years? Uh, yeah, I think for the like last year we made the grand final, and I think the the last year that we won a final was twenty fifteen. So we have had a little bit of a drought. We've been rebuilding. We've got lots and lots of players under the age of 17. So, yeah, it's been a big rebuilding phase for us. Well, actually, I think the four teams in the men's and the women's haven't won a grand final for five years. So none of them. So I think it's going to be a really interesting weekend of of hockey. Now, it is a very emotional game for you guys as well. I think there's a big barbecue, a fundraising barbecue, because you tragically lost one of your players last year. How's that feeling? Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a big finals campaign last, well, two weekends ago in our preliminary final, um, it was the one year anniversary of losing um, our teammate Liv, which was really hard for the girls, but we've done some really nice things to celebrate her life. And I think everyone goes out there and plays that little bit harder for her. Um, We've planted a tree near where we warm up for her. And so That'll be pretty special on Saturday going past and everyone doing our warm-up there and being reminded that she's with us. So, yeah, it's a, a big emotional finals for us, but I think it inspires us to play um, and hopefully um, win on the weekend. So what time is it for those – what time is it Saturday? Is it streamed? Like I know footy games you can't get the crowds in necessarily, so it's live stream. Is the hockey grand final live streamed as well? Uh, yeah, I believe it's live streamed. It's at one thirty. if anyone wants to come and watch. And uh, who's going to win in the men's? You can bag them, both of them. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think Northwest grads are definitely the favourites, but the university goalkeeper has He's been. He's an EM machine, I saw <laughs> last week. He is something. He's can, I, a- can I just tell you, I had the experience of going down two years ago when all the uh, national comp was on and they dressed me up in all the uh, – Goalie gear with with national players and they were just banging them into the goals and it was real education. I couldn't even see them. That would make for a good show again then, don't I know. Need a little segment where we can get him out. And they, just whacked, they, whacked, they whacked me a couple of times. But I don't know how they ever stop it. How do they ever stop it? He was phenomenal yeah, on the weekend. He, he's been very phenomenal. So, I mean, I think that university might have that over Northwest grads, just a bit of a mental – mental grudge and I guess they've got some good drag flickers in Ben Reed. If they get penalty corners, they can usually get goals. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting game with the men. Well, good luck on the weekend and let's hope it's a victory for OHA. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dan. It is time for Clubs Corner with Clubs Tasmania Project Manager Andrew Moore. Maury, you have come down from Burnie. Tell us about your week. What's going on? Oh, thanks, Caitlin. G'day, Aldi, and g'day, Smithy. How are you? Good, thanks, We got rid of Dave, just so you know. We've booted him. (laughs) (laughs) Sat in the big chair straight away. Didn't hesitate, Maury, did he? Uh, Straight into it. And you know what? There's a little bit of warmth on the seat, so I'm absorbing that. Thank you, David. Lovely of you to leave that. Same media career. Yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, look, it's um, Seniors Week this week, so... um, Clubs Tasmania's been on the road and so we started in Burnie yesterday and we delivered um, in partnership with Golf Tasmania and um, Be Connected Network some um, information sessions and a two-hour workshop on digital literacy. Excellent. And tell us uh, which clubs have been involved and what you've sort of been rolling out. Yeah, so um, bottom line is that it's funded by the Commonwealth Government so we got a small grant which is great and so it's to help um, golf clubs because we've partnered with them. And Ulverston, Penguin, Devonport and Burnie Golf Clubs attended. And so really they're members, average age, probably you've got to be older than 50, which is the Commonwealth Government defines that. And so, yeah, we partner also with uh, 
King Thing Marketing, and they delivered a session for two hours. Started off with the simple basics of like email, but then how to use social media, what apps they can use, and really all geared towards reducing the volunteer time for um, for uh, members of clubs who are just still operating. I don't know about your club, Smithy or Caitlin. They're still operating with pen and paper. It's crazy. And I know there's a big push for the golf clubs from Golf Australia to um, get rid of scorecards. So that's something that's one of their strategic priorities over the last three years. So, Aldi, when you're up at Bishanoe playing on that beautiful nine-hole golf course. Which I need to get up to. Yeah, fantastic. My, my score, mate. I'm on it. That's how Smithy, it works. you are all over I know it. how so it tell works. Tell us about my score then. My score. About it yesterday. Well, it tracks you around. So if you're sitting at home and if you were on my score, Aldi, I could watch you playing and how bad you were going. <laughs> so it's not, it's not always, it's not always a good thing if you're having a shocking round, but it is. It just eliminates, I guess, that contact was brought in in the COVID times and, yeah, you don't need a scorecard. You've got your your app and you plug it in and uh, you, if you're in the system, you pick up your playing partner and away you go. It's um, pretty easy to use and then you just sign it at the end and it's all into the system and, yeah, there's no no handling of, of hard scorecards, which is obviously something they're trying to eliminate a little bit. And a nice little partnership uh, teed up with Tennis Tasmania this week. Tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, that was re- that was launched. So, again, we're going to be able to provide our services across to all um, tennis clubs across the state. So that's uh, sort of been developed initially with Darren Sturgis um, as CEO and then in the last three months we've worked with Michael Bullis and the rest of the team to roll that out. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll provide shared services across uh, across the, the tennis club community. Um, and there's different needs really. So if you look across tennis clubs in Tassie, about 23 that are just um, – Tennis courts with a keypad. I don't know whether you guys have ever played any of those. You just go in and one, two, three, four, five, you get into the court and you pay for it and, and you hire it and that's all that's there. And then there's about 17 clubs that have got hospitality. They might run coaching, clinics, stuff with schools. So they've got higher needs. So we'll certainly be able to help them with increasing their costs, increasing their revenue and building some capability in those clubs. So that's pretty exciting for us. And I know I've talked with Aldi before, like that's our model forward, isn't it, Aldi? So we want to sort of work with the peak bodies and service them because if we can help them achieve their goals, then uh, they're certainly happy with that. How many of the peaks have we got now? So we've got, well, we've got golf, tennis, I think we've got netball. What other peaks are we working with? Uh, well, hot off the press. So while I was up in Burnie into my email came this morning was um, Equestrian Tasmania. So we've just, uh, they've, they've officially come on board. So there are five um, disciplines in Equestrian Tasmania. So there's um, show jumping, show horse, eventing, and Equestrian Tasmania. So again, we're going to support them with their needs. So the next step for them will be, uh, yeah, to sit down and work out what their challenges are, their barriers to participation. We'll work that out. We've, uh, we're working with Touch Tasmania just around how we can support their affiliate bodies, of which there are four across the state. Um, yeah, so they're the four that have come on board. And, of course, Netball Tasmania, who have been ma- amazing supporters. Hello, Aaron, out there. Um, yeah, they came on board earlier in the year. So we're supporting their 17 um, their state league clubs and all of their associations across the state. So. The Clubs Tasmania, helping community clubs to survive and thrive. How do they get in touch with you or get a hold of your services? Yeah, of course, we've got the uh, the hotline. So it's 1300 125 827. They can give that a call. It goes directly through to my mobile and leave a message if you're not there. Or you can go to our digital platform, which is um, on Facebook. So it's just at Clubs As. Or you can look at us on the uh, webpage, which is www.tha.asn.au and just click on the right-hand side there on the Clubs Taz page and you can scroll down and have a bit of a read and then give us a ring and we're, as I said, happy to come out and support you, which is great. Beautiful. Thanks for your time, Maury. A bit of a baptism of fire for Peter Siddle in his first game for the Tasmanian Tigers against Queensland in – it's not a hub, it's not a bubble. I'm not sure what Don Baker called it. It was a – well, Peter Siddle, you might be able to tell us, what is it over there in Adelaide? 
Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a shield hub, but we're not <laughs> uh, not totally locked down and um, in quarantine. So we can get out and about, but um, pretty much whenever you're around people, put a mask on and when you're not, you can be like a normal civilian. So it's not too bad. After getting absolutely smashed in the first game, very sadly, are you feeling like it was the right decision still to come <laughs> down and play for the Tigers? Uh, no, it's obviously a disappointing start, but you know, Queensland always been a strong side and you come up against someone like Marnus. Um, I think he's shown uh, to the Australian public and the world uh, how good a player he, he is over the last 18 months. So, you know, he outclassed us and um, in the end was probably the difference. How are you feeling heading in, Mark? It's been a pretty big move and a, and a big build-up. Were there any nerves or anything for yourself despite all the experience you've got sort of in donning the, the cap for a new state for the first time? Nah, not at all. I think um, I've played for many teams over the years, sort of with county cricket um, and big bash and stuff like that. So um, I've got pretty used to playing in different teams. Um, so no, it wasn't any different. And um, after playing as many first-class games as I have, it was just, yeah, just another match to walk out there and just put on a different hat that I, that I had um, um, for many years previously. So no nerves, but um, yeah, obviously just yeah, just disappointing to, to um, obviously the result at the end, but nice to get the season underway. And that cap presented by your good mate Jackson Burr, that must have been a nice moment. Yeah, it was, it was. I, I wasn't sure um, who was going to do it. We uh, went in the huddle and, and, and Jacko started um, talking. It, yeah, it was, it was special. What did he have to say about you? Um, I think just, you know, just about obviously the make, making the move down and um, and just, just, just wanting to see the, see the game differently. I think, you know, how he just said, said to the boys that me making the move and, and, and coming down because he wanted to help this group and, um, and you know, mentor some of these young kids and just the experience I had and, and how he watched me grow um, as, as, as a player when he was sort of coming through the ranks. So, yeah, just hearing those words were quite special. So... Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice way, and, and like I said, from one of your good mates to get presented the hat. I think that's just as special as getting it presented from um, you know a, a, an ex-pass player. Mate, tough way to start, as we talked about earlier. What was said after the game? I mean, I know it's only the first game, but what was said to say? How do you need to bounce back from this? Ah, well, not much really. You know, there's not much you can. You, we know what we've done wrong. I think you know you, you wouldn't be at this level if you didn't know how to pretty much judge yourself and critique yourself throughout the performance. And I think. Um, it, just came down to a few little things, you know. You, you, you drop five catches throughout innings, and you drop a bloke on that ends up making 160 or whatever Marnus made. You drop him on three times for 440. You, you're probably in for a, a, a long match. So, um, a few little errors like that um, in the field, um, and then and then obviously with our batting, we probably could have done a little bit better in the first innings and put a bit more pressure on them. But um, you know, a few small changes and. Um, a few things go our way and, and the match turns out differently. So not much you can dwell on. Um, it's just about going forward to the next one and hopefully, yeah, that we can uh, put in a better performance and, and, and start getting the, those wins on the board. So Dom Baker's a good mate of ours. Is Dom over there yet? I know he's coming over to the, in inverted commas, the hub. Is he there yet? <laughs> no, he's not. He's the second person to come over as the as the uh, the quarantine um, official or whatever they whatever they Dom's mate referred to it as and backwasher. Uh, so we've got we've got someone else um, here at the minute. Um, he's here for about ten days and then and then Dom ships in. So so probably a good um, thing after the game the other day because I'm sure Dom would have wanted to stamp his authority on the on the group. I say with a laugh. No, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He, he's probably he's going to be useless around here. He probably won't do anything for us. So mate, he, he was useless here as well. Don't worry. He's the boss. Yeah, he'll just tell us he's the boss and he'll make us do it. So, 
Um, yeah, so we'll see how he we, how he goes in his role as like the, the COVID or quarantine manager or whatever they call him themselves. So, um, but I think it's going to be pretty cruisy for him. He just gets away, gets a bit a bit of time away from home, and uh, sit down and watch some cricket. So pretty cruisy. Have you got any tooth care sponsorship down here in Tassie, mate? You have got the best smile and the best teeth <laughs> in Australian cricket, yeah. perhaps world cricket. And I, uh, I just don't that t- helps when you pay for it, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they big teeth. They take a fair bit of toothpaste. Oh, no, yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I've got that sorted. So I think Steve Smith's got me covered now. He he, he went he went and got more um, more teeth than me done. So, um, <laughs> so I think Steve Smith and Warney got me covered by a few teeth. So. Oh, Warney's definitely, he's got everyone covered. <laughs> Have you used his aftershave yet, his, his fragrance? No, I don't, don't even think I even want to sniff it. I, I, can't, imagine it, I can't imagine it being, um, being too high a quality. Um, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, but yeah, I think a few of the boys got it sent, um, but no one's actually raved about it. So I'm assuming that they, they put up the post saying thanks for the delivery and uh, <laughs> haven't actually used it. They probably re- re-gifted it for a birthday present. <laughs> so have you heard that when you moved down, you're on a bit of a coffee hunt in trying to find the, uh, the best coffee places down in Hobart. How was that search going before you got to, uh, had to head away? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I ticked off a fair few, to be fair. Um, I, I got a few favourites, um, which was good. But, um, yeah, Hobart's got some beautiful coffee now, so it's um, it's, been a, it's been a pretty handy city. Not bad for a Melbourneian to leave home and still have plenty of options um, for, for coffee down uh, down there. So that's, that's been good, and now it's pretty much trying to find the best ones in the hub over here in Adelaide. That is home for a while. What does the next few months look like for you? Because you, you'll stick around in Adelaide for the BBL season. Yeah, so yeah, so we got five weeks here for the shield, um, the shield season, and then um, yeah, the boys will come home. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to stay here in Adelaide and prepare for Big Bash for three or four weeks before that starts. So pretty much, yeah, away from Hobart um, now um, with the with the strikers after this series, and then I get back about March, I think. Um, oh no, February, February back to Hobart for the shield for the rest of the shield season. So. I'll be on the road for a fair while now. Um, so all packed up and locked the car up at Bloodstone Arena and um, <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the road again. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be away for a while. But, yeah, like you said earlier, it's, it is pretty normal life for me to be li- living on the road and in hotels. So looking forward to it. Any chance of seeing your, your lovely partner, Anna, anytime soon? Um, well, I hope so. But the way <laughs> it's looking, it's, it's, it's not looking great at the moment. Um, Melbourne's restrict or Victoria's restrictions aren't really changing too much at the moment. So, at this stage, um, it's probably looking like the new year. Um, hopefully, sometime then. But um, yeah, fingers crossed soon. Um, yeah, because I, I left pretty much the end of July. Um, so, yeah, could be could, could be a while at this stage. So, yeah, we're, we're just hoping that these borders ease a little bit and the restrictions um, come down. That um, yeah, she can get down to um, Hobart and uh, spend a bit of time down there um, at the back end of the season. It must be tough spending that much time away from your from your partner, though, mate. Like I, I know you're used to travelling. Cricketers are used to travelling in a you know in a suitcase. Let's be honest, but it must be tough on you personally. I mean, to be able to you know focus on your cricket and all that's one thing, but to be away from your partner must be pretty hard as well. Yeah, it is. I think just having that that you know that being having someone that you know beside you that you can talk to and just discuss it's it's a little bit boring over the phone, just just chatting away all the time, and you get a bit sick of each other. So. It is it is obviously normal for us because I do travel to England in the off season usually, and um, she comes over small parts. But um, yeah, pretty much all our 
relationships been while I've been travelling with Australia. So it has been like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's more now the unknown. Normally, she could fly in and fly out whenever we wanted to at a drop of a hat sort of thing. But at yeah. the moment, with the unknown, that's probably the hardest part. And her having to deal with the restrictions and everything that's going on in Melbourne um, at the minute, um, yeah, it makes it hard. And um, so, yeah, as, as, as tough as it is, um, fingers crossed that can all change. Um, sooner rather than later and yeah I can catch up with her and, and she can at least get out and about and out of the house. Well we're very pleased to have you as a part of the Tigers team mate and good luck in the game coming up against South Australia and let's hope we can turn it around. No that's right thanks for having me on and um, yeah fingers crossed we can put in a good performance and start getting some wins on the board. Thanks mate. Thanks Ids. Thanks mate. Cheers. Well, another magnificent show. I think we're all pretty well in agreement there, Aldi. Well, we're doing great guns, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Smithy? Oh, mate, that's it's finals week. It's grand final week. How can you not be up and about? Caitlin, how did you rate your hosting performance today? I'm not sure how much polish there was, but... <laughs> that's what you are brought in for. <laughs> lots of polish and lots of opinion and lots more coming up. That's if we make it for Sport, Tassie Sports Lounge, episode four. Can we make it? Well, we'll be talking post-AFL grand final. Right? We will hopefully, we might even get... Birch back on if they've just won what is what is it his fifth, fifth flag fifth, he would have won flag, yep. Smithy that's in your hands so you'll whoever wins a granny Smithy will get us a interview with one of them live on Mad Monday maybe and I'll, I'll <laughs> see if I can get Michael Jordan finally on <laughs> we need him Smithy's delivered on all promises Dave you're still on zero thanks for joining us on the Tassie Sport Lounge of course subscribe and share with your friends and get it wherever you get your podcasts we'll see you in two weeks time.